What's going on, guys? Welcome to the No Reserves Holiday Special. Uh, we are on the cusp of LeBron James being eliminated from the playoffs. We are. This man has haunted most of us for the past two decades. So Not me. Not you, because you are a LeBron stan. Um, it's just a bonus episode, a little follow-up and a preview for the rest of the conference finals. It's just Angelo and I today. We are recording on Sunday. Uh, what is the actual date? May 21st. It is the 21st of May already. We are halfway through the year. That's... That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, this will probably be a pretty short episode. We're just going to talk about a few things. Um, to start, did you see that Adam Silver and Robert Iger, who is the CEO current, interim CEO of the Disney company were sitting together at the game last night. I did not. So the rumor is that Adam Silver is going to take over the Disney company because they brought back Robert Iger when Bob Chappick got um, amicably stepped down and mm -hmm. they brought Robert Iger out of retirement to run the company until they find a replacement. The rumor is that's going to be Adam Silver. As a Disney fan and as an NBA fan, I don't know how to feel about both of those things. Yeah. Adam Silver has let the players run the NBA during his time as the commissioner of the NBA, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing. Because we've seen more player movement and more of this evolving load management. The players are getting softer. That's basically what I'm saying. Huh. Under Adam Silver. And I think it would be interesting to see him step aside into another role with the Walt Disney Company. And then someone else come in that's more in the David Stern mindset where the players are the product and they do make commitments to these teams. So like when I'm saying that I, I'm not against player movement necessarily. Okay. And I think you think that I'm wholly against player movement, but I'm not entirely against it. The way LeBron James has done it while the decision has forever sullied my opinion of him, he honored his contract in Cleveland. His contract expired, and then he signed as a free agent with the Miami Heat. Prior to Brooklyn, Kevin Durant, he honored his contracts, and then when he let them expire, he signed with another team. Those I'm okay with. But when a team is making a commitment to you as a superstar player, and you are molding that team, a good example would be James Harden with the Houston Rockets, where... They brought in Chris Paul. They brought in Russell Westbrook to appeal or to appease James Harden. And then James Harden gives up on the team and requests a trade and screws them over. That's what I have a problem with. So if you're going to commit to signing a contract, you're taking that risk. This team might not play out the way you want it to. But unless the team wants to move you, you're the one signing that contract. If you don't think this team is going to be where you want it to be in two years, don't sign a four-year contract. So that was there's a, a du there's a duality to that, I think, because like this is these players' livelihood. So of course they want more guaranteed money, even if that 
involve signing a longer term deal. Not everyone can be LeBron James and basically guarantee a perfect bill of health his entire career and sign one year contracts and be okay with that as the market goes up getting more and more money. You know, injuries is something that's in the back of a lot of people's mind. I'm sure it's in the back of someone like Kawhi's mind. So you can't just say, oh, well, if you don't think the team's going to be good long-term, don't sign a long-term contract. There's other incentives. And you apparently fail to see that the per, the people in the power positions are the teams and the owners. They do have the leverage over the players. Just because the players want to show some leverage that they have of their own back doesn't mean that it's just all on the players. It's It has to be a two-way street. It can't just be, well, we need to come down with the hammer of Thor and make these guys you know, acquiesce to our will. It, it shouldn't be like that. There should, there should be a give and take. But right now there's not at all. The power is completely in the players because they can go on Twitter and say they're demanding a trade and they'll only play for this team and suddenly they've tanked their value and their team that committed all this money to them hamstrung themselves because they didn't have that cap to sign other players that potentially would want to be there longer term because they signed this big-name free agent, and this big-name free agent decided, you know, the fans were rude to him one night, so he wants out. And he only wants to go play for the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, now his value is significantly less because nobody but the Lakers can trade for him because he's not going to play for another team. There's just too much... There should be a give-and-take. There should be a combined front from both the team and the players, but until there is something that gives the team an actual power, right now we're completely in the hands of the players. Back in the day, if a team or if a player requested a trade, yeah, they could go to the news, but the team was the only one that knew, and then they could make moves based on that knowledge. It's a tough question to answer, but the way it is right now is just not great for optics of the league. Here's my question for you specifically. What gets higher ratings, the NFL or college football? Probably the NFL, although that should, that's probably close. It's I, I, I'm asking facetious questions because I have the numbers yeah. here. What gets higher ratings, the NHL or college hockey? Uh, the NHL. NHL. Not as close. Yeah. Baseball. MLB, college baseball. MLB. Here's the uh, concerning one. NBA or college basketball? College basketball <laughs> during March. Uh, I was about overall. to say, there's probably a caveat to that. But it's the I'm... overall ratings. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, like, individual days. Like, I'm sur- sure, you know, January 6th goes in the NBA's favor. But the fact is, it's the only sport where at any point in time it's beat by college sports. That's entirely an optics thing. Because you listen to Adam Silver and it's, you know, we've got to make our players our players that we're paying hundreds of millions of dollars want to play the game we're paying them hundreds of million dollars to pay to play no offense i think that's kind of a loaded statement because 
I'm thinking about like I'm going to use you went to football. The big bowl season for football is in like January, and if I'm not mistaken, the NFL playoffs also start in January. So they have something to compete with. I don't think the NBA, if I'm not mistaken, the NBA is coming to a conclusion to the season as March Madness is going on. So you're competing with the end of your season versus a college playoff. That's Is there another thing where that's similar? But you have to think about it. How many schools are there? There's a lot more schools than there are teams. So that fan base should be more spread out, correct? Yeah. Okay. So then let's factor in. How many rounds are there in the NBA entry draft? Two. There's two. How many picks per round? 30. So there's 60 picks in an NBA entry draft, right? Yep. We'll say another 40 players are signed, just to be generous. Just to get it to 100. There's a lot more than 100 players in college basketball. There's a lot of guys that are, I'm not going to say they're bad basketball players because they would stomp the floor with the average person. But you're watching guys that are never going to make the NBA. They're never going to take that next step because they're just not good enough. They're amazing basketball players, but they're not good enough to make the NBA. But that's going to get more draw than an NBA game at any point in time. That doesn't make sense to me. Dylan Brooks is better than most college players, but Dylan Brooks is a terrible NBA player. So you're talking about the quality of the product, and the quality of product's not there. College basketball has its appeal, don't get me wrong. It's a completely different game. But it's the only sport where a college-level sport or even a minor league-level sport is getting more attention from a viewership than the national. And that's just, it's a problem that only exists in the NBA because if you don't play in the NFL, what happens? You're going to get cut. If you decided you're a wide receiver, you're not hurt, but you don't feel great. I'm going to sit out this week. You're getting cut. We don't, we're not going to pay you to sit out when you only play a game a week. The NHL, if you decided you're not playing unless you've got a broken bone, your team's going to let you know about it. This is the only sport where this is okay, and it's the least physical sport. I'm not as versed in the NHL. I want you to answer this question for me. Is the NHL fully guaranteed contracts? Um, I believe so. Okay. I was just curious. But it goes back to... Like, just thinking back to, I think it was the 2010 season. There was a player, Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I this I could have my year completely wrong, but he finished the season. They were already secured for, I think, the one or the two seed. Um, he finished the season with a broken arm. He had a fracture through his forearm. Finished the season. Played deep into the playoffs. That wouldn't have been 2010. I You're don't probably remember the year. The point 2012, is, probably. Anyway. The point is, there wasn't a, I don't feel good, I'm going to load manage. It's, you're paid to do this. Right? I, I can't get paid to go sit at home because I don't feel like working today. If you don't want to get paid to play, to do your job, 
find a different job, but don't sit here and whine that I don't feel good today, so I'm not going to do my job. That just, no, I, that doesn't fly with me. Because these players are being paid money that if, like, you or I got, for example, how much would a minimum NBA contract be more than what you make? It's insane. And you're going to tell me that you don't want to play because you don't feel great. Look, if you're going to pay me minimum NBA contract, I don't care. Like, I will go try to draw a charge from LeBron James at full speed. I'm getting paid that much money. Don't It's coddling the players is what we're doing when we say, well, there's a different side of it. No, there's not. You are getting paid more money than most people will see in a decade as a minimum contract player. I, I don't have any, like, you're asked to play 82 days. You are asked to work 82 days of the year. There's how many days in the year? 365. And I want you to work 82 of them, and you are going to get more money than the average American person is going to make over a multi-year time frame. Let's say, because the average median income in the U.S. is what forty nine thousand dollars. Fifty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's a minimum NBA contract? We don't have Austin here today, but it's, I think, a million. I can Google it real quick. Well, so that's that's my argument. It's not that the players shouldn't have control over any of this. It's that you're getting paid that much money to work eighty two days. That's all I'm asking for. Nine hundred and fifty-three thousand a year. Okay, now. Veteran minimum is two point seven. So. Now imagine you are Kawhi Leonard. What is Kawhi Leonard's contract? Well, that's for Sport Track to dis- uh, to so tell me. Every year he makes thirty million dollars. Well, it's probably it's thirty-five average. So he makes thirty-five million dollars a year. I'm paying you $35 million plus incentives, okay? And I want you to play 82 games. Now, if you're actually injured, absolutely sit out. But if it's just you kind of don't feel like playing tonight, you played really hard two nights ago and you're a little tired, that's when I have the problem. Why am I paying you $35 million to sit out? So, yes, there needs to be a give and take between ownership and the players, but the system we have right now where the players are basically strong-arming the owners and the general managers and the fans because I'm paying to go see Kawhi Leonard. I'm not paying to go see someone on a veteran contract, unless that player is like a LeBron James or something. But you get what I'm saying. Kawhi made $42 million this year. I'm going to sit in a seat and pay for that seat to watch Kawhi, not an end-of-the-bench role player. So that's the point I'm making. That's a soapbox. Um, anyway, so yeah, Robert Iger and Adam Silver were sitting next to each other at last night's game. Um, so to the actual point of this episode, uh, Lakers currently down 3-0. to zero. 
Uh, no yep. team in playoff history has come back from three to zero. Yep. Be a devil's advocate here. You you are the quintessential LeBron stan. Do you foresee LeBron reaching into his bag of tricks, pulling out the fountain of youth, putting on his 2010 LeBron hat, and just bringing this team back? No. Like I said, I don't think that guy exists anymore. I think um, a more likely scenario for them to get back and do a reverse sweep, which is what they would have to do to win the series, is Jamal Murray comes back to earth, and the rest of the team keeps doing what they're doing, and you get enough production from the people around you to win games. So from a morale standpoint, Nikola Jokic did not have a good game. He had a decent game, but... It wasn't like our normal. I w- honestly, I was completely right when I said AD would give him the work. As far as scoring goes, AD has done a really, really good job at on that. Right, but the best player on the other team has a for him mediocre game. I won't say it was a bad game, but he has a game that you're kind of shrugging at. He didn't score in the fourth quarter. And the Nuggets didn't need that, and you were at home. Yep. What, like, from the Lakers' standpoint, can you even overcome that? Do you just roll over in Game 4? No. LeBron James is not going to roll over in Game oh, 4. Oh, LeBron James is not going to. Absolutely not. But the rest of the Lakers? No. I think they're winning Game 4. I don't think it goes much beyond that, but I think they're winning Game 4. I don't know. I I would be You do not you cannot go down like that. Oh, I agree with you. But what are they going to do to stop them? Because last night's game Jamal Murray just had his way with them. Like yeah. they could not do it. He did that the game before too. Jamal Murray is just he has been the answer. And uh, kind of a retcon to our previous episode. We didn't talk about how great of a playoffs Austin Reeves has been having. Yeah. Um that was one that slipped through our cracks. But I think that's I don't know if it's because of the Lakers' current performance in this playoff series. Do you think that he's going to get overpaid and not be worth it? A hundred percent. And in that same vein, I'm, I'm all over the place today. This was, um, it's the middle of the day. That's my excuse. Um, in that same vein, if the nuggets steamroll the Lakers, let's say they sweep the Lakers and, okay, Let's say the Heat beat the uh, Celtics, okay? Yeah. I know we've said this about the Celtics, but the Celtics have played horribly for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I I don't think the Heat can overcome the Nuggets. I'm going to give you something crazy. Go ahead. I'll, I'll save extra crazy for the actual show, but I think... Of the Celtics and the Heat, 
if you had to pick one team that could overcome the Nuggets, I think I'd give the Heat a better chance than the Celtics, just based on how they're playing. That's the thing. I don't. I have said it for the past couple episodes. I don't think it's that the Heat are playing amazingly. They're playing good, and Jimmy Butler is playing incredibly good. Yeah, he's playing out his mind. But it's more their opponents, in this case the Celtics, are not playing good. And it's not even the Heat are playing elite defense on them. Here's the thing. How many series in a row can you say that before you're like, okay, maybe it's something Miami's doing? Okay, so basketball is a game of runs. And I just think the Heat are on a decent run and their opponents are on a not great. I, I don't know what you want me to say. I do not think, based on both the box score metrics and the eye test, the Heat have played great basketball. Besides Jimmy Butler. What? Like, they're not doing anything game-changing. There's nothing that's impressive about it besides the fact that they're up 2-0 against the Boston Celtics, which are a team that we expected to pretty easily make the NBA Finals. Um, Yeah. But I just don't think it's so much to do... Also, I just learned that Austin Reeves' nickname is Hillbilly Kobe. <laughs> That's such a great nickname, I'm not going to lie. Actually, that might be my new favorite nickname in the NBA. That is a great nickname. Um, but do you really think, because how, who, okay. Go ahead and give this hypothetical scenario. It's the scenario that Adam Silver is dreading. Nuggets versus Heat NBA Finals. Two of you. We had Lakers and Celtics, two of the largest markets in sports. On the table. Nuggets Heat, which is two very small markets. Um, So let's assume that happens. What, if you are Eric Spolstra, what are you sending at Jokic? What are you sending at Murray? How are you slowing this team down? You're sending Bam at Jokic, and it just depends. I might even bracket Jamal. I might like give Jamal different looks, have Jimmy have him a few possessions, and just keep rotating different looks at Jamal. Because based on what I'm seeing, if I was facing the Nuggets, I would want to... Stop Jamal and then see what happens then. And if you stop Jamal and you win that game, do it again. Do it until they have an answer for the pressure on Jamal. I think Jokic will eventually get you, but if he can't get you enough to win the series, then does it really matter? I think he can just by the fact that he makes the players around him better. He is a player that has a gravity that you have to guard him, right? Because one-on-one against most players, Jokic is going to score on you. Like, if he's in the low post, yeah, Adebayo is probably top three interior defenders in the NBA. He's probably number two after Jaron Jackson. Um, But you're still not stopping Jokic. You're going to slow him down. He's still going to draw double teams, even if you have an an Adebayo guarding him. 
do you trust the fact that yes, KCP and Aaron Gordon are both not exactly stellar players, but they're going to get open looks when they're playing with Jokic. Even if you've locked down Murray, you're going to have to beat them in more ways than just Jimmy Butler. You're going to have to hope that for whatever reason, they decide they don't remember how to score in the fourth quarter because that's what's happening against the Celtics is Jason Tatum is not scoring to close out games. That's not something we've ever seen at any point in his career, but we're seeing it now. Is that a fluke or is that the Celtics or the Heat have found the Celtics kryptonite? Because why are they not just playing them that way the whole game is my question. Like if you have a way to shut them down at the end of games, why not just shut them down the whole game? That's fair. So, I'm on record as saying I still think the Celtics are going to pull this out. Uh, game three is tonight, so they might be down 3-0. <laughs> By the time this episode publishes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if actually going to get published, so the Lakers series could already be finalized by the time this publishes. We'll see. Who knows? Um, so let, let's go down another hypothetical road because I'm in the um, stream of consciousness phase here. If the Nuggets sweep the Lakers, okay? Mm-hmm. And the Nuggets sweep or gentlemen sweep the, Celt- or the Heat because let's assume the Heat make the finals. All right. If you are the Suns, do you feel a little bit of a moral victory? No. Because if you give the best fight, then you should have been the real Western Conference final, right? No. Or the real final. No. You, you don't? I don't. So <laughs> even if you're the only team that actually poses a threat to the Nuggets this season, you don't feel... not Not a like, justification for how everything went, but you have that, like, little, little speck of pride that you were the only team that actually gave them a challenge. Yeah, still no. Um, <laughs> I, maybe maybe it's just the way Aiden played that series, but well, no. Care at all. I, I'm I, talking about the, like, franchise, like, fans of the franchise, the players that actually want to be there. No, why would why would you take a small moral victory? Oh, if only we had a backup center no, no, instead no, no, no. of Aiden, maybe we could have beat them. You're, no, you're no. over. You're looking at it too literally. What I mean is, because of how playoffs are structured, you would then be the second best team, correct? Like, because the way this playoffs works with East West instead of one through sixteen, which is how it should be. Um. The Suns and the Nuggets met too early. That should have been a finals matchup, if that is the outcome, right? That's what I'm saying. Are you taking the moral victory of we're the second-best team here? Because if they handedly walk through the Lakers and then the Heat, that makes the Suns the second-best team, right? Yeah. At least on paper. At least on paper. So besides DeAndre Ayton, are you taking that moral victory, that little chip off your shoulder no (laughs) you are also strange so viewing tends to decide um 
I don't know. Se- second place never feels good, man. No, I mean, if you, as the prophet Ricky Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last, so. The, I mean, so we've been talking about the Lakers series, but we kind of branched over into the Heat and Celtics. What do the Celtics even need to do? Because I don't make changes. The only thing I would change is it feels like Jalen Brown is not guarding Jimmy Butler enough. Or even yeah. Marcus Smart. Grant Williams needs to get away from Jimmy Off Butler. Jimmy Butler, yeah. I get the idea, at least, which is have him sag off and make Jimmy shoot, but it's not working. It's really not working. But throughout history, how many times have we seen it where a player decides that they're going to get into this player's head and they're going to start trash-talking them and they don't learn that the more they do that, the better that player plays? Yeah. It, like John Sarks, prime example didn't know when to shut up. Grant Williams has not learned to shut up because every time he opens his mouth, Jimmy is embarrassing him. Yeah. To uh, Going back to last year with the Mavericks and the Suns. Wasn't last year or the year before? Where they came back? It was, it yeah. was uh, last year. Last year. Because the year before the Suns made the playoffs. Or the finals. Yeah. So Yeah, so... They were doing the trash talking, and then there's the image of Luca smiling up at Booker. Like, and there's a point when you just shut up. And Grant Williams doesn't have that off button. Going back to the Pacers with Lance Stevenson against LeBron. Like, why are you antagonizing someone that is so much better than you? All you're going to do is make the situation worse for yourself and your team. Like, just stop. Shut up. Play defense. At this point, I just think Grant Williams is more of a hindrance than a help to the Celtics. Celtics cause? That's fair. I don't know. Boston is just... It's weird to say, but the Heat almost look like they have more depth. I know. Right? That that's what I'm saying. Like on paper, this makes absolutely no sense. It it doesn't. Nine points. It doesn't. Like Brogdon would would start on the Heat right now if they swap teams, and he's coming off player. No. With the exception of Robert Williams and Grant Williams. Every single player on that starting five would start and uh, yeah, Miami. I didn't realize Grant Williams is only 24. It feels like he's been in the league for a while. Really has. But it probably just everyone has that name. Um, yeah. Robert Williams has shot perfectly through the last two games against the Heat. That was a surprising stat. Uh, um, Are they again? Sorry. Robert Williams, he has shot 100% from the field in wow. both games against the Heat. It's 5 for 5 and 6 for 6, so it's not high volume, but 
still, again, you should be utilizing. I'm, I'm trying to pull up Jason Tatum's stats because. Yeah, you put up. Yeah, three for ten. Three for ten from deep. That's rough. And then in game one, he only attempted three shots from three. Mm. I don't know. The Celtics have to figure something out. I think it has to start with Tatum and Brown. Yeah. And I think it starts on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think you need to figure out anything offensively until you can stop Miami, and you should be able to stop Miami. (laughs) It's in Miami now, too. Like, I know I picked Boston, but I'm not going to lie. I'm really freaking scared, man. The starting point guard for the Miami Heat. Okay, Kyle. Is Kyle Lowry starting? I'm pretty sure he is. Pretty sure he is. I miss the starts of games. Um, Let's see. I mean, he only played 17 minutes. The point is, if this man is starting, (laughs) zero points. Zero for five. Uh, Zero for three from three. I'm sorry. I googled Miami starting lineup and it just came up Jimmy Butler. That's I, that's that's the point I'm making. <laughs> well, and, and not to disrespect Autobio at all. Like Autobio is he's that guy as well. Um, Vincent. Hmm. What? Oh my god, this starting lineup looks bad. Gabe Vincent is the starting point guard. Oh man. <laughs> Max Struess is the starting shooting guard. And get I, ready for this one. Kevin Love is the starting power forward. Kevin Love, if you were to go back a decade, that's an elite oh. big three. <laughs> oh my god. So that's the point I'm making. Like, you can't stop. Gabe Vincent, Max Drews, and Kevin Love. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah. Figure out your defense. Shut down. Not shut down. You cannot shut down a superstar player. It's not possible. You can't do it. Over a seven-game series, you can't do it. Slow down Jimmy Butler. Slow down Bam Adebayo. He's not a superstar player, but he's a star player for sure. Um, you shouldn't Gabe Vincent and Max Drews should not even be a conversation piece we should not be talking about them my god except for maybe as a surprise were either of them even drafted players uh position He was undrafted. <laughs> uh, ridiculous. And Max Drews. Max Drews was... I think he... No, he was undrafted as well. Okay, so two of the starters in the Miami Heat's lineup are undrafted. And the last one is the shell of Kevin Love. Yep. And now let's let's 
let's flip this for a second, and you'll see what I'm talking about here. Because the Boston Celtics starting lineup is Marcus Smart, hustle player of the year, consensus, all defensive player. Uh, you got Jalen Brown, who we've established is a rising star player, potentially superstar in the future. Two-way, great on both ends of the floor. Jason Tatum, same thing. Um, Tatum's already a superstar. Robert Williams, yeah, he's a little injury-prone, but he's a solid NBA player. Uh, Grant Williams is the weak link there, but he's still... He's not even listed as a starter. Who's their, what's their start? Oh, Al Horford, sorry. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Wow, that was stupid. Um, but Al Horford is, he's, he's got that old man strength. Um, that's the point I'm making, is this isn't so much that the Heat have played better, it's that the Celtics have not played well. Because you're telling me that two undrafted guys are outplaying Jalen Brown? No. No. It's bad luck at the wrong time. Not to take anything away from Jimmy. Still having one of the greatest playoff performances. Give it to him. It's but no. But the Celtics are just playing terrible and I think they can turn it around. That's why I haven't sold my You ready to call him a top seventy five player? Not yet. Are you ready to call him a top 10 player in the NBA right now? 10. Top 10. So, so you might have to edit this little pause here, future Angelo, um, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here and think of my top 10 real quick. <laughs> so, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Nikola okay. Jokic. Okay. Joel Embiid. Okay. There's three. Luka Doncic. Four. And these are not in any order. This is just me thinking around the league. So I am not ranking players right now. So no, you're spitballing. Um, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Okay. Steph Curry, he's still there. He's still there. You're at six. Um, just based on this season, LeBron James, he's still there. He is okay. still up there at seven. Devin Booker? Devin Booker is up there. He's a fringe candidate, but he's up there. I think he's a fringe candidate, too. We'll hold off on him for now. I mean, I, uh, I'm going to put him on my list because I'm I'm already at the point where I'm struggling to, like, think of players that I would put in my top ten. Um, there is someone I am missing. Oh, Jason, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. So I'm at nine, right? You're at nine, yep. And now you get into the the debates now, which I don't even think these are debates. So is, would you take Jimmy Butler or would you take, let's say, Trey Young? Jimmy Butler. Okay, same. Would you take Jimmy Butler or... Dame? <laughs> Dame? That's an interesting debate. That's, I that's think... an interesting one. We'll come back to that one. I think I think that's a really close one over who I would take. Okay. No one on the Timberwolves, unless you want to say. List. 
Yeah, unless you want to say cat or go bear, but nuts if you do. Shay, Shay's an interesting one. Shay is an interesting one. Shay I take Butler, but I think Shay's going to get there eventually. Uh, I think Shay could have could get MVP votes next season. A one hundred percent. See, it's one of those things. Because if Zion was healthy, Zion is top ten for me. If he's healthy, he's not healthy. Uh, Brandon Ingram. No, no. I take Jimmy. I take Jimmy. Yeah, I take Jimmy too. No one on the Bulls. No. Siakam. He's up there, but I, I don't. I think Siakam's comfortably top 15, top 20. Halliburton, I think, will get to top 10. You think so? I think so. Um, I still would take Jimmy. I, right now, yes, absolutely. I'm I'm talking future. In that yeah. same vein, De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, I think they're in the top 15. I think both of them are in the top 15. Um, but I I would take Jimmy over them. Yep. Lamello, no. <laughs> no one on the Knicks. Uh, so it comes down to Jimmy, Shea, and Dame, who makes my final in the top ten. James Harden? No, we already said James Harden fell off. Okay. I'm just making sure. There's someone I'm there is someone like super obvious I'm missing here. And I'm just trying to think around the NBA right now. NBA. I'm just going to do a quick Top 10 NBA players. <laughs> Anthony Davis? It. No. God, no. Again, when he- it's like Zion. When he's healthy, sure, but I don't trust him to be healthy. Um, Jalen Brown? No. No. Not until, like, if he gets his own team, sure, but. Paul George? Uh, no. Yeah, Kawhi. Donovan uh, Mitchell? Kawhi? Donovan, no. It, oh, God, it's going to pain me to say it, but I realized who I was forgetting. Who? Uh... <laughs> I take Shaw over Jimmy. Jimmy is not top 10 for me. Jimmy's top 10 for me. But it's all good, buddy. You're telling me... Wow, this 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 has come full circle. The man that you have yeah, now spent I, two I, episodes I, calling Demetrius. I'm Demetrius out. You're Demetrius out, but not Demetrius out enough to not consider him top 10. Interesting. Yeah, I... I... I'm I'm talking purely like talent. If I'm building a team, I'm not building around Ja just because he. <laughs> There's a solid chance he's going to end up in jail for shooting himself or someone else on accident. <laughs> that was an interesting thought experiment, though, because like now that you've said it, like would I take Donovan Mitchell or Damian Lillard? Would probably take Donovan just based on that's, age. I about to say that's really close. I'm not going to lie. It's very close. Uh, what are some other names we said? Anthony Davis or Trey Young? Anthony Davis. You you do even with the health concerns. Yep. I think Trey Young's playmaking, like even because offensive, like scoring wise, they're going to get you around the same amount. 
Yeah, but AD's defense is... Trey's going to generate more, but then it comes down to, like, you know Trey's going to play. You don't know. Like, that's a close one. That's closer than you think. Okay, let's... Okay. Carl Anthony Towns or Anthony Davis? Uh, Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's a cat for me. Okay, then in that vein, James Harden or Cat? Uh, Cat. I agree, actually. Agreement. We need to do so once we do. So we're gonna do um, player rankings for each position based mm-hmm. on the previous season. Sure. After that, we need to do top ten, like just overall. So that's just. Spitballing ideas for the future. Oh, um, just uh, what? Who's your top ten players in the NBA? Yeah, top ten, based on the previous season, not based on like future potential or anything like uh-huh. that. Like, Spoiler alert: Jimmy's in my top ten. I think based on this season, he might be in my top ten. My list is based on who I think is the most talented. Um, That's fair. Hmm. Yeah, I was. There's someone I'm trying to think of, but I can't. And I must say, we pretty much have gone through the whole NBA. I'm keeping that, by the way. I'm not taking that out. That was pretty good. That's that's fine. You might have to like just edit a couple spaces out, Uh, because there was some pauses. Yeah. For a bonus, I think it's honorable. Yeah, I mean, this is a weird episode. This isn't structured at all. This was we decided to do this this morning, and yeah, we didn't do much research, so. No. And we don't have our resident fact checker here. Facts. Um, Zach Levine, Kyrie Irving, and De- DeMar DeRozan are players that we left off. And Jalen Brown. <laughs> On the list, there's I said Jalen Brown. Did you say? Oh. Yeah. There is a player on the list. When I googled top NBA players, there's a player on the honor roll mentions. It is Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Not considering it. Uh, other players on the list were Bradley Beal, Paul George, which we... Beal would have been a good one. Paul George, I said. Um, and I think we got everyone else. I think everyone else is rounded out, at least in the top 15. Yeah. I felt like there was someone we were missing, but I can't remember. Like, I, obviously not, because I'm looking through the consensus. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so tonight is Heat Celtics game three. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are, are your predictions? Who's winning? It, it is in Miami. Yeah, just, I, I'm staying loyal to my pick and saying Celtics, but I'm not going to lie. In the back of my mind, I think, I think the Heat might take that. And if the Heat take this game, I think that series is effectively over. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no team in the history of the NBA has come back from three zero in the playoffs. Yeah. So, just based on common sense, if they go up 3-0, the series is over, unless we're witnessing history, which I'm not going to predict, oh, we're witnessing history. That that would be, if we are witnessing history, great, but I'm not going to predict that. Um, So if if the Celtics go down 3-0, it's it's over, and I don't think it will. I'm going to stay true again. I think the Celtics are going to come out realizing that they have been absolutely embarrassed and hopefully Jason Tatum, you know, 
They're playing a big uphill battle. You, yeah. Those ro- your role players and your shooters shoot better at home. They wow. They're gonna. Whew. It's so they weird. Because I don't like two zero. You can overcome two zero. Like that. Yeah. Doesn't feel that, but they have to like. Two zero losing both your games at home though. Two zero when you're the higher seed. That that feels bad, man. That feels that feels completely different. I don't know. We'll see. I'm. I'm just ready for the finals. I'm. It felt like this season went on forever. Yeah. I think it's because we had so many injuries this year, with star players, and it. In a lot of NBA circles, there was the overarching like LeBron slowing down, Steph is slowing down. Mm-hmm. Luca's gonna miss the playoffs, but this Wemby kid, like, we have a potential generational talent coming out of the draft. So, like, that was kind of a sideshow, and so that's what we're more waiting on. Um, and this has just been a weird playoffs. I'm just, I think the Mavericks are gonna figure it out next year. I I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. I mean, on paper, they they have they have two a great that, offensive team. They have a yeah. great offensive team. They do. Unfortunately, basketball is played on both ends of the floor. So, uh, side note, uh, fun. Since we were talking about Demetrius, uh, we have decided to reinstall NBA 2K onto our consoles. And I was looking through the shops, and you know what is missing from the Nike shop for the players' clothing options? Specifically the Jaw jersey? Food? The, the Jaw jersey is still... Actually, I don't know. <laughs> now that you're mentioning it, I didn't see a Jaw jersey. But the Jaw shoes and the Jaw t-shirts no longer are purchasable. So even 2K has decided that now we're... we're, we're even gonna... 2K is Demetrius out. Which is amazing because 2K normally doesn't care. The Kyries are still. I don't know. I don't know about doesn't care. (laughs) Homie, we've been spending like a hundred bucks each year on the same game. That's fair. Oh man, they they added new post game celebrations. $70. Let's go. Uh, Because the gameplay hasn't changed in like. Since 2012, it's been the same game every year, and we're still doing it. We're not, like, exercise in futility, really. Uh, But yeah, they they took the jaw stuff out of the store. That's interesting. And the current uh, season player is Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy is everywhere in the park. Really? Yeah, there's murals of Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy murals. Josh Giddy murals and Josh Giddy t-shirts with Josh Giddy's face on it. So I think all the players just told 2K no when they asked if they could use their likeness. Very possible. I I like Giddy. I like Giddy a lot. But I'm not like building a season of a video game around Josh Giddy. Is Josh getting in Fortnite yet? No idea, but they get everyone. Yeah. 
I saw clips of a uh, Kevin Durant model in Call of Duty, and it was it was strange. It's weird that this like we planned on going into this episode to talk about the playoffs, and most of the episode was talking about player agency. That's true, but honestly, so far the playoffs like we haven't seen both teams in a series win yet. Right, there like, hasn't been a series that's been close besides Suns Nuggets. Yeah. Like that was the only that's what I'm saying like I'm at the point where I'm just kind of exhausted with the playoffs because I love playoff basketball but it hasn't felt truly like playoff basketball. How many games sevens have we gotten one? The 76ers uh, and uh Celtics. I think that's it. It feels like it's it. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Uh, playoff brackets. Because I feel like that's the only series that went to seven. Milwaukee, Miami went to five. Ouch. Cleveland, New York went to five. That one still hurts. Yeah, that hurts pretty bad. Uh, yes. Philly swept Brooklyn. That was a given. Boston, Atlanta, 6. Denver, Minnesota, 5. Phoenix, LA, 1. Uh, Golden State, Kings. Went oh, to it did. And then Boston, Philly went to... The two game sevens in a entire playoffs, essentially, until the finals. Yeah, because there's a solid chance that we're going to get two 4-1 series. Yeah. For the conference finals. Yeah. If it's a Heat in Denver, like, yes, Jimmy has proven us wrong every step of the way. I don't think the Heat survive very long against Denver. Because as I've been saying for the past however long since the MVP trophy got announced, Nikola Jokic is the best player in basketball right now. You can disagree with it all you want, but... He is. And I just don't think Miami's going to stop him. Um, Closing thoughts. What... What series do you want? Like, with the four remaining teams, who do you want in the NBA Finals? Like, what is your ideal outcome for this? Because for me, it's still LA-Boston just to figure out who's going to get the 18 first. So ignoring predictions aside, like ignoring who like, out of these four, because like your seat, like your seat, like your seat, that's because you're a LeBron fanboy, <laughs> and you want vindication for the bubble. Um, for me, it's like I already got vindication for the bubble, man. But you haven't. Lakers are about to get swept out of the playoffs. They are. Um, they are. But yeah, it's Lakers-Boston for the storyline of who's going to break the tie. Yeah, that would be cool. Miami-Denver Miami, is hilarious just because it's chaotic. Because it's like... A one seed and eight seed. And the two largest markets getting eliminated from the playoffs for two of the smaller markets in the league. Mm. Um, I, I got nothing else. You got anything else? Nope, I'm good. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning in. 
Hopefully you're enjoying your time with us. Stay tuned for far more No Reserves coming up. Uh, follow us on social media, at No Reserves on any platform. Uh, subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to so you get that little notification when Angelo publishes the episode early and you can be a No Reserves insider and listen to the episode on Thursday night because Angelo clicks the wrong button every couple weeks. And if you click on it, you'll be able to listen to the whole episode. It's a fun little experience. I've done it. I've texted them like, hey, what are you doing? Why did you do this? Uh, but yeah, you only will know that if you subscribe to us on whatever platform you are listening to us on. We are on just about everything now. So, yeah, follow along. We will see you all on Sunday. This episode will come out at some point. So, have a good week. By the time we get to Sunday, both of these series might be resolved. And we might be talking finals basketball, which... God, I hope so. I... Don't want to watch these two blowout series. <laughs> I, I want this over. Like, just end it. Just get us to the finals. I'm ready for the off season. This has been a stressful season. A stressful season. Between, okay, between Kyrie going off the deep end, between Ja listening to way too much NBA, young boy. Um. Miami Heat doing the Cinderella thing, which is not the team I expected to do the Cinderella. I predicted the Sacramento team. It's, it's great. It's awfully great. It's no. it's great. It's it's great. It's what beyond great. Josh Primo getting booted for the league. Ime Udoka not being the coach. Like Boston might be up right now if they had a coach that had experience, but Ime Udoka got you know fired for sexual harassment. Um, he's now a coach for another team though. Uh, what else happened? Who else? Uh, the fraud, Joel Embiid. The fraud Embiid. The Joel fraud Embiid. Embiid. It's been a bad season. It's bad. Red's been wrong in pretty much everything this whole season. I'm not wrong. Everyone else is wrong. Anyway, see you all next Sunday. <laughs>